I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Race for the Ring, Episode 96, Getting Played with Jamie Bronstein. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. We have a really interesting topic today. So I have been a little bit obsessed with the Netflix series Inventing Anna. Um, For those of you who are not familiar, it's based on a true story um, of this, of basically the um, swindling of um, Anna Sororkin, who is also known as Anna Delvery, and basically how she almost uh, was able to swindle millions and millions of dollars from really big financial institutions in New York City, pretending to be this German heiress. But she also um, managed to swindle money from friends and so, so like people in her social circles and things of that nature to support her lavish lifestyle, to say the least. Um, it's a as I said, true story. It was broken by a reporter from the New Yorker magazine and, or New York magazine, I should say. And, um, really big deal, um, that, that came about and it was the inspiration for, uh, this Netflix series called Inventing Anna that I've watched pretty religiously in my non-spare time. Enter. The Tinder Swindler, which is a little different, but the same in the sense that this guy um, allegedly wooed many, like many women, um, very, I think, pretty intelligent and successful women with love and was able to coerce them into giving him hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then he would move on to the, the story says, on to the next, quote, victim, where the woman before 
this new girlfriend was funding their lavish lifestyle. So we would use the money that he allegedly earned from a relationship. Well, I shouldn't say use the word earned. He <laughs> swindled um, from the relationship prior to support staying in expensive hotels and going on private jets and buying fancy clothes and all of the above. And he pretended to be somebody that he wasn't. And I get into some of that with Jamie and the conversation. So I will spare you all of the details now. But those two scenarios are real life, um, really intriguing storylines that inspired my producer and I to come up with this show, which we're basically calling um, When You're Played, right? So what does that mean? When are you being played? And you don't necessarily just have to be played for money. You can be played for love too, or for attention, or for maybe contacts that you have professionally, or for friends that they're trying to get close to, or a variety of different reasons. Um, but the bottom line is it sucks and it hurts and you can really be blindsided for sure. So I'm going to talk to psychologist and relationship and dating coach and expert, Jamie Bronstein, who has become a very good friend of mine um, about this scenario and basically go through some of the top items to look out for um, when you are being played, basically not being red flags, not this or that, just like signs and scenarios that we should all be mindful of so that we don't become a played victim so to speak. So let me tell you a little bit about Jamie. She's been on the show before. Um, and she, as I mentioned, is this amazing relationship therapist and coach. She's also the host of Love Talk Live, which is on LA Talk Radio. Um, she's wife, she's mom. And for the past 20 years, she's helped guide people from all over the world, sort of navigating their peaks and um, valleys, if you will, of dating and relationships. She has an upcoming book coming out. She's known for manifesting love. She helps people essentially heal their past so that they can find the unconditional love everybody, most people, I should say, desires to have in their life and um, is often featured on local LA shows like KTLA and the ABC uh, channel and NBC um, has been featured in Thrive Global, BuzzFeed, Reader's Digest, um, and so on and so forth. So, we're going to talk a lot with Jamie. Um, we also took a little commercial break <laughs> and started talking about Botox and some other fun topics. And then we went right back into the conversation, which was probably uh, entertaining for everyone to listen to, to say the least. So, um, but I really do want you to, to be, uh, keep in mind, you know, a lot of the, the different tactics that we talk about and the different scenarios that could come about, because it's very easy to fall victim and prey to your, your heart. You know, when you are in love with somebody, especially in the beginning of a relationship, it's very, very common and honestly quite normal to almost be completely blindsided and almost become almost neurotic or psychotic in the sense where you are blind to things that you normally wouldn't be. You're more accepting of things than you normally wouldn't be. Um, you are excited and hopeful and you don't necessarily notice things that you would normally notice um, if you weren't so smitten and struck by this essential love. It's like this the honeymoon phase is 
amazing, but can it all, it can also be really traumatic and really detrimental. So I want you to listen up and listen closely. So we all don't get plagued. Hello, Jamie. We have become besties as of late. I'm excited to have you on the show again. So excited to be here. Yes. And um, just to talk about relationships, dating, everything that just brings joy to my heart. And I love to inspire. So yeah, I know you're so good. We had fun, everybody listening not that long ago. I met up with Jamie when I was out in LA. So much Um, fun. Yeah, so fun. We were like, I feel like we met, known each other. Well, we have, but like we hadn't physically met. But it was weird because I felt like we have because we always like we see each other so much on the Zooms and things yeah. like that. I mean, we, we could have grown yeah. up together, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still there. Not quite there yet, but that's fine. You're the, you're the, <laughs> I'm still growing. Um, <laughs> but you're not. You're there. No, um, we're anyway, all, we're, all, we're all growing always. Yes, I know. But so anyway, and then I'll hopefully see you in a couple, maybe like a month when I'm back out there. Okay, so let's get right into it. So we are going to talk a little bit about this, um, the Tinder Swindler, as he's been called, is this Netflix show documentary about his, um, you know, life and how he basically took the persona on of a real life diamond czar and swindled. I guess that's part of the title, right? Why they call him that? Women, um, out of like hundreds of thousands of dollars, he would court them and then lie and say allegedly and say, although he's been convicted in Israel, but not in these other countries in Europe where he also allegedly did these activities. But he would say that he um, was in trouble and show them like photographs of him, you know, be or his bodyguards allegedly being bludgeoned and then um, ask these women for their money, um, credit cards, cat wiring money, et cetera, et cetera. And one, one victim claims that she's now out $200,000. And then what his, he basically did was take the money he would earn quote unquote, allegedly, I used to be in news. I have to keep using that word. Um, (laughs) It's ingrained in my brain. Um, He allegedly uh, would then take the money and then bankroll his next courtship where he would take these women on jets, private jets and all these places. And then the women would be like completely smitten and believe that it was this diamond, you know, uh, from this diamond fortune. His, his father was this like diamond heiress from Russia that I believe was now in Israel. And, you know, um, I think he looked similar to the actual person too, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, that's the extreme of being played. But And I definitely think we talked a little bit about this before we started taping. It's the extreme of what could go wrong when you're dating online, right? It's not, it's not the norm, thank God, but there are still catfish out there. So before we get into sort of when someone's playing you who um, is romantically involved with you and they're just playing you, not necessarily for monetary perks, there are unfortunately a lot of people who do that for monetary perks. So can you share a little bit about your knowledge? Have you ever had any clients that have had this happen to? And um, what are some of the things that we can be watchful of um, so that not just our heart gets broken, but our pocketbook too? Yes. Such a good question. And my, my first question, it just to the, to the world um, is 
who brought this boy up? I mean, was he brought up by wolves? I just whenever these. No, no, it's a really good question. Like, I have to find out more about who he really is. I don't know. Think that it's okay to behave like this, unless he has a mental disorder, which I don't know enough about him. But like, I just don't understand how people don't have. I mean, he's probably a sociopath because sociopaths don't have remorse and empathy. Right. But anyhow. So, an antisocial disorder, right? What do you say? Uh, an anti- antisocial disorder because he's breaking the law yes. and doesn't seem to care. Very good psychology. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes, I'm yeah. very good um, social work psychology students. Okay. Right. So number one, unless you're married and you've been married for a long time, if a man asks you for money, that is a the largest red flag. You can just know. No. And run. Period. There's no reason. And okay, five dollars, great. I, I need to go. I, I need a coke. I'm really thirsty. Whatever, you know, a beer. Right. right okay. Right. But that much money. What it says to me is, bless their souls, but that these women have just really need to come to me. They really need to work on their yeah. self-esteem because they, they have this fear. If I don't do this, whether it's money or something else, if I don't do this, then he's not going to be with me anymore. And then there's going to be no other guy. And like, that is so loud. Right. Mode. It's so, it's so victim mode. It's so um, not believing in abundance that, and, and that there's the right man out there for you. So, so, if there's anything sketchy, you need to use your intuition. You need to start loving yourself even more and realizing that this is not normal. It's that little voice inside. There's no way that any of these women that this could have felt right or good. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Maya Angelou says, you know, right at the beginning, I forgot what the quote is, but um, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. So this is a huge red flag and they, there's a huge part of them that did know, of course, but Mm -hmm. it was this, it's this phenomenon that happens with more women than not. And that's why I'm so happy to bring awareness to it of really loving yourself, knowing your worth and knowing that no, no righteous, authentic man would ever treat you like that. So why do you think it's more common with women than men? In terms of like getting used or getting yeah, um, yeah. yeah, why do you say that? I'm just curious. Because well, there's my, a reason? As, as my yeah. grandma would say, Jamie, it's a man's world out there. She said this to yeah. me. It's like it's evolutionarily this thing where women are these especially with money, like if a guy shows up and, and lures her with money and this little princess who wants to be saved, it's this thing in our society that is slowly changing, which is great, you know, where women mm-hmm. are getting empowered. I mean, you wrote, you write books about this. So mm-hmm. I'm writing a book about it. So women are getting empowered. And I feel like men, the irony is that women, we naturally have more of an intuition. We have a stronger intuition naturally. So it's kind of ironic, but I just think that there's less women out there that even think to take advantage of a man because it's usually the man that has 
usually like a lot of times men have more money but where we are that makes sense it does it's probably more in our makeup to be like you know i guess in that way like it's more of the male traits and stuff like that i mean science says that so it's not like it's just an opinion right yeah okay so that's like the extreme right when they take take advantage of your money um i'm my heart does bleed for these women that were uh, you know that they're out thousands and thousands of dollars i guess they like you say i agree with you probably insecure and things like that and maybe they genuinely like love this guy and they thought perhaps somewhere inside there might be a, a possibility that he was indeed in danger but i feel like they probably had to have known a little bit in their gut that it was uh false i was once um well, it was an attempt. It didn't work out for the guy, but he tried to catfish me. This guy, I was telling my trainer this story the other day. So this guy was talking to me on, I think it was Hinge. I don't remember. This is years ago. Like I've been divorced now for about six years. So I'd say this is probably like three years ago. And it was like maybe a month, which is a long time for me to talk to somebody and not have met them. But he was very mm-hmm. cute. He didn't have many photos, at, but he was very cute. He had like three. And then we'll you get into some of these. Him? I'm sorry. Did you ever FaceTime? No, uh-huh. no, but I didn't ask to do that. I don't typically like do it. I know Sorry, we talked about it. I just no, and I'm gonna tell you why. So oh he was allegedly he was in Ukraine, um, of all places. But back then it was obviously before everything right. going on now, which is tragic. So he was supposedly in Ukraine for work. He was from New York. Um, that's why we matched, I guess, because his, his profile came up in New York. He was like an architect and he was there on business. And then we were talking and all this stuff. He was supposedly a widow and like da 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 da. And <laughs> it was like very like a lot. Like, I can't wait to meet you. Like, all of these things. And I kind of was like playing in, but I knew I'm just, I guess I've, smarter in that way. So I was sort of like, mm-hmm. so um, then he told me he was, uh, he sent me some invoice from Turkey uh, for some con- construction piece of equipment that he needed to, to pay them back. And he, they weren't going to let him leave until it was paid. And I went nuts on this guy. <laughs> I was like, you are such a, like, whatever. And like, I'm smart and I'm going to report you and I'm taking this to a whole other level because there's girls out there that aren't as smart as me and they would give you their money willingly and I'm doing this for womankind and I went so crazy. He was like, I'm like, my friend used to work on America's Most Wanted. I'm going to set you like, <laughs> I know the host. I do have the host email. Oh my God. <laughs> Of that show back in the day. He like thought I was... Oh, he blocked me. No, he like blocked me. Because we were texting. He took it right off the app when everything... Yeah, so yeah. But I reported him to Hinge. And I I did report him. I I think I reported him... Something with cybersecurity. Something with... I forget the organization, but there was an organization. I don't think really anything ever really happened. But I just wanted to... I don't really... I wanted to scare him so he would know that it was, you know, obviously wrong. Right. But anyway... about these people is that, like I was saying, when you brought up mental disorder, you know, mm-hmm. path, you said antisocial disorder, mm-hmm. they um, are so, um, let's just say, screwed up that... They'll just go on to their next, in quotes, 
I know it's sick. Yeah. They don't, I know. I mean, they just pray. I, and then I, of course, took it to a whole other level and researched why they do it, who they prey on. And they prey on mostly like divorced women, I think, because they feel like women with divorced women right. are probably more desperate. So, and sad and lonely, whatever. Anyway, that guy didn't know it was coming to him. All right, moving on. You know, he was not <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was a nut job myself. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so so that's the extreme, right? But then there's um, obviously like other situations where you can be played for love. So let's go through some of that. Um, first of all, what's the difference in your professional opinion um, of being of being a player versus someone who is playing someone? There's obviously there's there's a difference. A player is obviously someone who's just like hooking up and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, a player I would say is someone who just really has no desire to have a relationship and settle down. They just want to be fancy free and just fun and, and not really take anything too seriously. That's a player. If you're playing somebody. I mean, there are different levels. Like you could be a really good guy and be playing the game, just like mm. I tell some of my clients, you know, like once again, bringing a family member in. My mom used to say growing up, Jamie, it's dating is a dance. Like you got to, mm. even though it's not, it sounds off that inauthentic to play a game. It's not a game. It is a dance. It's like, you don't want to show all your cards right away. Right. But then eventually, obviously soon, soon into it, you do want to be, you obviously want to be vulnerable. But um, I think that playing somebody um, to me, isn't necessarily always a bad thing. It might mean like you're playing a little game. Okay. Okay. But then of course there are those guys that will have no intention of, but see, that's the player. If you have no intention of having a relationship, you're playing somebody. So player, no intention of having a relationship, playing somebody, um, I don't think is always, I think it, it could get a bad rap. It's not always a bad thing. It could just mean that you're playing a game because the man is protecting himself. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's fair. That's that's good for everybody listening to understand that they might just be in a situation where they're just like, they're not ready yet to, as you say, to like show the cards. So I totally get that too. Like, um, like just have some compassion. If you feel like he's only doing this because he's a little insecure and he's scared of getting hurt and, Mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. just to have compassion. Okay. So if let's just play the ugly card, maybe that's not the case. Right. Um, and we have a little, well, top 10, I'm not going to go through them all signs of things that women and men should watch out for. Um, if you think your partner is quote playing you, right. The first is that you're not the only person. Now we talked a little bit about this too, before we started to record. And when you're starting a new relationship and you're just starting to date, it's perfectly normal and healthy and appropriate in my opinion to date variety of different people. I'm in that situation right now. I'm not an exclusive relationship with anyone. I'm dating right now, probably four different people. Um, being meeting someone, uh, what is today? Tuesday. I'm meeting. <laughs> I'm meeting a new person on Thursday. That was a setup by a friend who I trust tremendously. So I'm hopeful that's actually going to mm-hmm. be something worth talking about in a, at a later show. But that said, um, 
I might be coined a player. I don't see it that way. I'm just sort of like dating and having fun and talking to different people and kind of like seeing who's the best fit. So when do you take it from there and move on to like being exclusive? When, when, how, I mean, there's no rule of thumb. Well, there is a rule of thumb. There's no set rule, but how many dates in, when is it appropriate to ask about exclusivity? How do you ask about exclusivity? Yeah. So let's talk about empowering women. Cause I, this is what your second, well, both of your books are about empowering women. My book about manifesting love is about, empowering women. Um, so what's so cool about the world that we live in now is that yes, women are feeling more free and having more of a desire to do kind of what guys were doing in the past more, which is Mm -hmm. dating multiple, dating multiple people. Mm -hmm. I've always, always been a fan of this. Like before I met my husband, I was, I was the kissing bandit. I was such a <laughs> and I always would say to friends or clients that until you have that conversation where you're going to, you got two people say we are going to be in a committed relationship you can do whatever the f you want okay okay I love and that rule I love you know and you have to be selfish in dating so mm-hmm. until that conversation do whatever you want and to answer your question is, there's two questions I feel like you're asking. One is, how do you know that you, how do you like trickle out the other guys? Yeah. How do you do how that? How do you know when you're, when you've lowered them down, like you're dating four guys and you're, and this guy's the winner, this guy's the one you feel most aligned with. Mm-hmm. You'll just know. And okay. how much time does it take? It doesn't matter. It might take a long time. It might take two days each mm-hmm. it might take four mm-hmm. days. It might take six months. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. But you take your time. Like if there's, a, if any of those four guys, Harry, Larry, Mo or Curly, whatever, any of those guys at any point were to say, you know, I would like to be in a committed relationship and you're not ready. Do not sacrifice your integrity until you're ready. Okay. Don't have the fear. Oh my God. Well, he's going to go off and, and then I'm going to miss the opportunity. There's a happy medium. You could say, you know, I really, I love you in my life. I'm just not ready yet. And if it's, if he is the right guy, then he'll wait. Right. Yeah. And and he's he's the right guy. He's not, not just waiting around for you. Like he'll be dating other girls also. Right. Um, But in terms of now, the second question is like, when you know that you've lowered it down to, let's say, Larry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're like, Larry, you're my man. Like, only want to be committed to Larry. You only want to see Larry. No more Mo or Curly. No more. It's <laughs> like, how did you come up with that name? I don't know. I, <laughs> I hope I've ever dated a Larry ever. Or a Mo right, or Curly. It's, it's a yeah. safe name, though. Okay. No yeah. But you might. Larry now. Yeah, Larry could be the one. You never know. Maybe not curly or mo. Um, okay. Well, I'm, and I'm assuming a lot of your viewers are know who I'm talking about. These whatever really these three stooges. Yeah, I know who oh, you're yeah. talking about. I don't think oh. our listeners do, but sadly I do. Who know exactly who you're talking about? Oh, <laughs> like no, it's because I'm old. Not that you are, but go on. So go ahead. So go ahead. So you All were right. saying, all right, so now you've narrowed it down to Larry. Larry's okay. the one. Then what? Okay. So you get up and I'm not going to say the word courage because not because I was an anchor or anybody, but 
because I'm into words also. And strength of heart is the feminine of courage. So you would use your strength of heart. You would honor your voice, honor your feelings. You'd get really empowered and you just share how you're feeling. Okay. With no attachment to the outcome. Okay. You, you so see no one before you're doing it that there's a chance he's going to obviously not feel the same. Stay as neutral as possible. But to me, from my my life and love journey, my spiritual journey, my um, you know professional journey, everything, there is no better feeling than to tell anybody, but specifically a romantic man, how you're feeling. Because believe me, there were plenty of times in my past that I didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband, it was just easy because I just, it was just easy. I I knew how he was feeling. Like just, I didn't have to wonder really. Right. It just right. kind of flowed. But um, I get so impressed by these young girls these days who just say how they're feeling. So that's the answer. Larry, okay. I have feelings for you. Like Larry, um, not only that, but... Um, what do you think? Like, I, I personally don't want to date anybody else. Um, and just bring it up. Okay. I just think you're amazing. And I'm, I'm having so much fun with you. One thing that I said to my husband, I remember on the night that we did have the committed conversation, which Uh was very interesting because he already, he thought we were already committed before we had the conversation. He did or you did? He thought we were already committed. But what I said to him, and I didn't even, I wasn't even leading into like, I didn't even know that by the end of that night he was going to be my boyfriend. But all I said at dinner, and I said it so so authentically was, I looked at him and I was like, I feel like every time I spend time with you, I I like you more. Like I enjoy you more. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I yeah, every time it gets stronger and stronger. And like, that was pretty vulnerable for me 11 years ago, whenever that was. So, um, it's very freeing to use your voice and share how you feel. So go for it. Okay. Love it. All right. So now number two is, um, when you're being played is that you feel as though you have to watch what you say, basically like you're walking on eggshells. Can you share a little bit about why that's the case and what that's like? Yes. So, this is a huge red flag because you should always a green flag is when you feel completely comfortable honoring your voice and sharing how you feel kind of like what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel comfortable and if you're walking on eggshells, that is a red flag because that's a message to yourself that this isn't the right person for you because maybe you feel like they're, they're judging you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you feel like, they are going to leave if you share, if you really share how you feel. So it's a red flag period. Just, just know that. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing how you're feeling, then maybe it's not the right guy. However, if this is your own unresolved issue and if if it's your own, just not feeling very confident about yourself, but this is a great guy, then that's something that you need that you should work on. So it's like, use your intuition Mm -hmm. to, to feel like, is this really not the best guy because I feel like I don't feel comfortable with him or is there potential for him to be a good guy? Use your intuition. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Because that could be like kind of borderline of like narcissism too, right? When you're afraid to like say what you're, what's on your mind and stuff like that. Like if the other, you know, it's like a fine line, wouldn't you say with that for people? Yeah. I mean, I would say narcissists judge and judgment is a relationship killer. So if you feel like he's, you're constantly being judged and afraid to share how you're feeling. Yeah. That's it's like why why would you want to live like that? I know it's so That's true. A question. Yeah. It's so so true. Okay, next number 3 is that he doesn't make you feel secure. He does at some point and then he pulls it back. On off on off like a light switch. Can you dive in a little bit to that notion and what that's like? Yeah, once again, um it's not healthy to go on that roller coaster. Yeah. And it's not just up to him also. Like No, totally. That's, like that's my grandma. She's 93. She's still alive. She's amazing. Um, But that's my grandma's thing of like, it's like the guy's choice. And I always tell my clients, my, I have male and female clients. I tell my female clients, you get to choose. So it a lot of times it's like the guy's around and then he disappears and he comes back. That's not a, that's not soulmate-esque, really, if it's one-sided like that. If it's two yeah. people that are dating, they're like, let's take a break. You know, yeah. Let's it up together. Or you're both busy, right, with your careers or yeah, children. I mean, I know, like, it's complicated when you have kids involved in the mix and stuff like that. It's my situation a lot, too. But, yeah, if it's the guy that's kind of – or the girl doing it more than the other, then it's, that's a red flag, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a clear message that they that you're not their first choice. Okay, you're not their all right, and you want to be someone's priority. Totally. Okay, so he promises you, promises you the sun, the moon, and the stars, but he doesn't. You're so funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys have to know what's happening. I can't. No, I'm not going to say. <laughs> but I hear you. I'm the same on the Zoom. Yeah, we're both like assessing our faces on Zoom. Okay. We could do a whole other show on dysmorphia with Zoom. That's like a other thing I pitched. I don't have to. a bad. And also, no. All right. Let's take a pause. We're, like, God. So people are like, what the hell is Mindy talking about? Okay, what are well, we I say? just looked at my face and I just like... um. Get a raise up. Luckily, both of us, we both look very young. We both, yeah. But I was just, I know, I was just looking at like one tiny little, like smile ring. You have no smile lines. None. Let me tell you my issue with this. This is so okay. Everybody, this is called the commercial commercial. break. It's a commercial. So, um, I can't get fill. I can, but I, I do not want to get filler in my face because look at our faces next to each other. My face is big fat pumpkin. And your face is nice and slim. I've always had, um, it's a heart-shaped face, but it also errs towards the size of round, like the shape. (laughs) I'm I'm a little, I'm petite, but my face is round. So there's pros and cons. The pros are, I think it takes longer for a wrinkle to form because it's more full. The the con is that if I get filler where you normally would when you have, the, they're called labial folds there, yeah. like yeah. the smile lines, my face looks like it's a fat as could be. So fillers are never going to be in my future. However, there is this new thing yeah. <laughs> called threads that they, it has like collagen, you're making a face. It's not bad. I have not done it yet, but I'm telling you when I'm ready, this is what I'm doing. You, it, you kind of like, 
sew it into your face with a syringe and it pulls your face back, but it creates a collagen in your, in your skin, like under your skin. And it also is, it's not permanent. It's like, like, disappear. Yeah. It's a, it's a solve. I saw this on a goop, one of those goop shows. Uh huh. Had somebody do it and it just looked terrifying. It's not bad. I've seen it done for stories in person and I'm, I'm signed up for that one so, time comes. Right now I get Botox. I get Botox in my forehead. Okay, commercial break. <laughs> and, and a lot of people think I fill my lips, but I don't. My lips are just naturally big. <laughs> like my face. Okay, no. I have my father's, I have my father's lips. My dad has a big pout like a puffy pout my son and my son has a big pout too my daughter does not but it's fine yeah i've other issues we talk about that another day you don't need to do your lips no no your face is perfect i haven't done anything and you shouldn't you're great you don't need to okay and i'm not going to for a long time like we're good i was just pointing out a smile line which is not a bad thing just means i smile but let's let's we can move on because you're happy Right? Happy people get happy smile lines. Okay, yeah, back yeah, to the yeah. unhappy people, Jamie. Let's go back to yeah. the miserable people. Uh, okay, so he's making you promises, and uh-huh. you're and he's breaking them left and right, like crunching them like cookies on the floor. Um, let's. That was such a lame little. <laughs> a lame little. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Um, visualization. Um, yeah. So he he's breaking his promises. He's telling you things, and then you're getting excited and he's not following through i mean when does it kind of cross the line of like okay he's like he can't keep his promise because things come up versus he's just a liar yeah once again favorite topic intuition and um obviously after one time you're not gonna know so just see what happens and if you feel like this is a pattern that keeps happening mm-hmm. you don't deserve that you know, like yeah. give him a few chances, you know, yeah. and, and also, especially with a guy like this, where you feel like he might be out the door at any second and he might not be person material, house material, um, definitely make sure that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and you are definitely going out and having fun and, and not just concentrating on this one guy because totally. it will make it harder when you, if you decide if you if you confirm that he's um just BS like and and not serious and yeah. You know. So just I, make sure that there are other guys around that treat you well. Yeah, they you shouldn't be I mean, everybody has a bad day or makes a mistake or overschedules themselves. Um like me, right? Um, but, but, you know, if they are indeed doing that too and canceling all the time, that's obviously not good. So I'll say this for myself. Like I I, I like to think that I'm a good person, but we all have flaws, right? We all make bad choices. And there was, I was talking to this one guy once who I think I went, I definitely went on one date with, uh, but I, you know, yeah, I, I went on a date with him. This was a few years ago. Yeah. About a year or so ago. And he wasn't from New York, but he lived in New York. Like he had an apartment in New York and he came in from Canada, I think like every other month for like two weeks at a time for work. So we met when he was in New York and then he went back to Canada. He was in Montreal, I think, or something like that, or Toronto, Toronto. So he came back and so whatever. So, but he would never like make plans with me early. Like he would reach out to me like 
maybe the Wednesday before the Friday was coming in. I'm so busy mm-hmm. and I don't live in New York full time either. So, I, and when I'm there, I usually like schedule myself like a couple weeks out with work or friends and this and that. And so uh, anyway, I canceled on him a, a couple different times when he was in town. He got really annoyed with me because he wasn't there for very long, but I was like trying to squeeze him in in between other things. And I was like, I also sort of felt like, if you really wanted to see me, you would have told me like the minute you decided to come to New York, like yeah. not like, he, he, like he didn't book a flight four days before. Exactly. So I was like, whatever. But yeah, but I, I guess for myself, if they're not, if people are going to be constantly counseling on you, they're obviously not into you. So that was, I, I feel like I definitely have done that as well. Okay, moving on. All right. So let's see. Yeah, here's a good one. He keeps you separate. He won't introduce you to his friends at work, his colleagues. He won't introduce you to his family. He doesn't let you share or post anything or like anything on social media. No. That's really no. You're, <laughs> You're the invisible friend. What no. is that? I know you deserve more. You didn't. You do not. You didn't come to this world to be fucking hidden. Okay. I know. You came to this world to shine your light and to have a man see that. Right. So this is behavior that we do not stand for. Right. If you can't be like, if you can't be lame social media connection, then what is that? Like that's the worst of the worst, right? I have, I had this couple. Oh, do tell, do tell. And it's just, it, it makes me, there, there's no way that they're listening to this. And I don't say names anyway. So like, no, as, as it's, fine. Therapist, it's fine. We'll never know. No, as a therapist, you are like, is there anybody out there who wants to hire me as a therapist? Don't worry. I'm going to be like talking about you. No, a, but you're sharing antidotes so we can learn from that. You are That's allowed fine. Yeah. to share a story as long as no names. And, and it's going to be pretty vague anyway. But okay. the thing is, is that um, the guy... He, he was, he was like that. He really, he really did not want to be in a committed relationship with this lady. Um, She clearly liked him so much more than he liked her. And he didn't really want her to be around at events and this whole social media thing. They, uh, and then all of a sudden, um, cause they, so they dropped off the face of the planet in terms of needing therapy because they, I think felt like they were going to really try it. I, I guess this was going on behind the scenes because all of a sudden I see that they're engaged. Oh my God. And when I saw that, it just made me a little sad because I see the future. Like I don't see them. They're not. Yeah, right I know. He, I, he didn't really, he didn't, he wasn't in love with her. So why would he do that? Why would he propose to her? Do you think I he's insecure? I don't know. I don't know. Um, or just to keep her around a little longer, there's maybe they're not going to get married. I don't know, but it just, and everything happens for a reason. So like, so obviously for their stories, for their individual, I call it soul curriculums. Like you sign up for these things before you even come to this planet. Yeah. Like this is supposed to happen for them to learn. Maybe right. they will stay married and maybe they'll be happily married. I don't know. Or they'll be stay married and be unhappy. Who knows? Or maybe they really are. They something happened, and he became happier with her. Right. Um, but there was this, like he he didn't. He was he's kind of like a flirt. He's a flirt, 
And so I think he didn't necessarily want people to know that he he had a girlfriend and then but Oh, I, he was probably yeah, he's like a cheater. I don't know. I don't know if he actually was or not. He has a lot of girlfriends because of the nature of his business. Um, okay. okay. I'm not say this. No. Um, yeah. He's like a ladies' man, I guess. Well, and also, his business is a very like to me. It's a very like male-dominated business. But for some reason, there were like some women that he worked with, and she was always insecure about it. And blah 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 blah. So, but anyhow, that's a mess. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So let's talk. We're wrapping. We're really out of time, but let's go um, over one more thing because I wanted to dive into this a little with you because I know you had a lot to share. We did a show last week on gaslighting and we went through the history of the name and what it is and blah, 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 blah. But one of the main ones that was in this laundry list of things to be mindful of um, if you feel like you might be getting played is that the person's calling you crazy if you quote act up, I guess if you question them yeah. um, and they're manipulating, manipulating you and having a freak out and all of the above. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like, why that is such a bad thing um, and why that is a very good indicator that you are indeed being played. Okay. So in a healthy relationship, there is no judgment. There is no name calling. So, it's if there is any type of name calling like crazy or stupid or anything like that, know from now on that is not appropriate. That is not okay. Mm-hmm. People allow this every day, every second. Like just now, five, I don't know, 5,000 people were just called a name in this country. Okay. I, don't, I just made that up. Okay. So people are getting name called and people are name calling all the time. It is not okay. Because that's a judgment. Mm-hmm. And whether it's gaslighting or not, that that is a red flag. And if the listeners have not thought about this yet, it is. Now, this doesn't mean... This could be like you could educate the guy. You know, you could say, do not name call me. You're mm-hmm. judging me. Mm-hmm. This is not appropriate. I will not stand for this. And maybe mm-hmm. he will change. Like, you don't know, because maybe he's just unaware that maybe he grew up with name calling. So maybe right. They, right. That's a norm for him. So yeah. you're saying set boundaries, right? With your yes. first off? Okay. Set boundaries. You, um, it's, it's insulting. It's not kind. It's not loving. And why the F would you want to be in a relationship with somebody who is putting you down? Period. Right. Right. There right. are ways for, I call it, compassionate conflict resolution. There are ways to share how you're feeling without making the other person feel horrible about themselves. You talk, how do you do that? Just talk more about how you're feeling as opposed to attacking the person. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I'm feeling this way, not you're a blank. Right. Or you have a blank, a small blank. Just yes. today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. This is how yeah. I'm feeling. And then ideally the other person will validate how you're feeling. They won't say, don't feel like that. Right. You want to feel seen and heard in a relationship. And it's also, it's, it's owning it instead of blaming. Okay. So I'm going to own this. This is how I'm feeling. These are my feelings instead of blaming you and naming you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That should be like a, a something. That's a good. I like that. That's great. Like you can't, you can't name somebody 
something that that is just your negative projection. It's just a projection of you. If a man calls you stupid, that's actually he probably feels stupid himself. Everything's a projection. So yeah. name yeah. calling bad, not good, should not happen. Okay. Good advice. And if you feel inclined that you have to flip out and start to call the name, maybe don't have the confrontation or the conflict um, at that moment. Take a breath, right? Take a beat so that you can have like a more intelligent conversation with emotions as opposed to what's going on in your mind, right? Yes. And if these were these were my clients, they would realize, oh, well, I better not call somebody stupid or crazy because that's just a production of how I feel about myself. And then they're going to realize that I feel stupid and crazy myself. So that's true. That's good. Yeah. So, um, yes, take a beat, take a moment. I also do like your idea of calming down. And this is just one more, um, client or one more couple Mm -hmm. that I'm working with. Um, one of them is very fiery. It's actually the woman. She's very fiery. And I was doing an individual session with the male yesterday with the guy and they've been married for about six years or something like that. And I said, you realize there has to be two people on the battlefield to have a battle. If you stay calm, she will calm down. So Mm -hmm. it's about, you can have conflict and just talk. There doesn't need to be yelling and name calling. Right, right, right. Totally. Really, really good advice. Okay, so we are going to wrap it up, James. Can you tell, I know you had a special surprise for our listeners, right? You had a giveaway or something? I love giveaways on the race of the ring. Is it a ring? Just kidding. (laughs) I've given away rings before. What? You have? Yes. Maybe sooner than later, there'll be another one to give away. We'll see. Yeah, I'll let you know. Do you do like a contest and you give away a ring? Yes. Yes. It's like like... uh, fun, cute. No, it's like a diamond ring. But you give away diamond rings. Yeah, we used to have a jewelry sponsor for the show. So to I had a girl to say to give to the guy to say give. No, this- for the girl to give to the girl. It's for yourself. It's a self. Oh, just like a pretty thing. diamond ring, not like yeah. a. Diamond ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, I want to enter a contest. Yes, I'll contest. tell you when. Okay. Um. Okay. So it's not jewelry, but it's you know what it's more meaningful. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I feel like I'm like Dr. Ruth or somebody. Um, okay. So it's actually, it's, it's, you can have a choice because I know that, um, most of your, um, assuming most of your listeners are single, um, but I'm going to send you two links anyway, because if someone wants to share it with a friend, so it is seven days of manifesting love. Love that. Aware of. So seven days of manifesting love, you will get an email with an affirmation and an exercise every day for seven days. And I am there for support. If you have any questions about anything, um, you can just reply to the email. Um, and then I also have seven days of manifesting a stronger relationship. So I'll send you both, but I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to get more signups for the seven days of manifesting love affirmations and exercises. I love it. Well, you never know. There might be somebody that's newly in a relationship and wants to sort of like take it to the next level with your expertise. So that's fantastic. And also, um, yeah. So, I, and I have my radio show, Love Talk Live. Yes, please. How do we find you? Spit it um, out. Okay. Most importantly, my website is therelationshipexpert.com. Just very straightforward. All my information's on there. Um, my Instagram is the relationship expert, but there's no E in the word expert, the relationship letter X P E R T. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and my radio show is on LA Talk Radio. Um, it's on Apple Podcasts called Love Talk Live. It's on, I have a YouTube channel. Um, and then there was, oh, and then my book. So I'm, I am writing a book about manifesting love. Updates will be on my website. And if you go to my website, um, and actually if you sign up for my free gift, you will automatically be signing up for my newsletter. So you will get updates on that. Oh, awesome. Do you know when your book's coming out? Um, not yet, but I would say in the next year or so. All right. Well, you let me know. I'll have you back on when the book comes out and we can go through the book. Like I'll read it and then we can dive through the book a little bit. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Well, I hope to see you in about a month, give or take, when I'm back on the west side, the nice side, (laughs) the best side. (laughs) Are you kidding? I love, I went to graduate school in New York and I know you're not like, well, you're partly in New York. I love New York. Oh, I love New York too, but I love LA. I love them both. We can love them both. We love them both. Yes. They're both different. Okay. That's true. That's very true. All right. Thank you, Miss Jamie. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good day out there. Yes. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.